And I'm not even going to introduce Jason this week because it's a local event. I should be able to talk about it. No, I don't know shit about this one. Mr. Jason Tyler, bring us around to some local history spookiness here on Part of the Paranormal. Yeah, so uh, if you go to like your local Rite Aid or your Walgreens or something like that, you'll see these books. It's like local myths like pittsburgh legends stuff like that and those are like i like collecting books i have my own personal little library we talked about before in my house um but uh this is one of the first kind of books i bought uh the big book of pa ghost stories and like like we said last week it's not completely 100 percent doused in truth it's kind of been passed on from generation to generation to generation and this is about a i I wrote these notes months ago or like yeah about a month ago so we're going to go just by we're going to go by i'll i'll because i got different sources so i use the big book of pa ghost stories and i use the occult museum website uh as my sources for this uh episode in my notes And what we're going to do is we'll start, I'll go through like, you can break down the story into sections and I'm going to just go and I'll tell you, this is what I got from the big book of ghosts. This is what I got from the occult museum website. And then you guys can go do your own research if you want to and try to figure out what happened. Cause I still don't know what the fuck happened, but, uh, before all of that though, we have to tell you stuff. Yes. So April, this is literally like the third week we plugged it and I got to go to my notes. Uh, April, I mean, you forget week after week. I understand because you're a busy man. Plus yeah. you have had concussions. A lot. More than I want to announce. Uh, so April 8th, Pantertown Volunteer Fire Department, 1010 Trey Road, Irwin, PA, 15642. From 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. It is the Westmoreland Paranormal Expo. And we have a booth and you can come and you can talk to us. We can bullshit. Uh, we can just have a good time. Uh, it helps benefit the fire hall too. And as people know, I'm a fireman. It's not my fire hall, but if one fire hall is doing good in the community, all the fire halls are doing good in the community because the community is doing good. So come out, support the fire hall. Uh, there's going to be vendors there. Don't know what vendors there's going to be, but I'm sure there's going to be cool shit you can buy. Uh, are we going to eat there? That's sure. that's one that we should have looked up. Like if there's gonna be like a food truck or something there, or maybe are we close enough to get a CC's pizza? No, CC's the closest. I know. Town, Maryland. I know. I remember this. This is the running joke now because I might I might actually be going to CC's because I'm going to a pawn skim, and for those of you who don't know what that is, that is a uh, thing for skiers and stuff like that. 
they get uh they get down to their like bathing suits and stuff and like do the skiing and shit i don't really ski i just go for the atmosphere and the nachos uh where are you going to this at chest flexor is taking me somewhere i don't know where it is we usually go up to seven springs but then there's points where he's like remember when you were skiing i'm like i've never gone skiing before he's like yes you have like flexor no i have not and he's like oh so tell me about this picture i have of both of us skiing at seven springs i'm like were you drunk yeah no i don't drink when i do that i've already fallen down as it is because i can't ski or snowboard i like blew out my knee trying to snowboard but uh and doing professional wrestling at the same time, that is not good for my wrestling career. So, uh, yeah, so CC's is at least in the vicinity of this pond skin we're going into in the middle of PA. So we might be going to CC's then. And if you do, the next time we, if, if I do, the next time we record, I will be happier than a pig in shit, like I've said a couple weeks ago. So then you won't hear me stop talking about it. That, well, that's why I keep bringing it up. So you can get, you know, so when you're down by one, you just start foaming at the mouth because you're so close that you have to go. Yes, for sure. So but, uh, that's what we're doing April 8th. We're, we're going to pardon a paranormal show. The, yes. end, the end of April, we're going to, I'm going to wrap this one quickly because we're like, holy shit, we know what you're doing. Yeah. The end of April, we're going to the West Virginia Penitentiary because I actually have something I want to bring up about local stuff for you to dive into. And I actually, I know people that I can get these books if you'd like to read them. Yeah. James, sure. James Bumgratz, okay? He's an author. He has written four books, I believe, El County Murders, McKean County Murders, Murders and Mysteries and Missing People in uh, Pennsylvania. Uh, he's available on Amazon and everything. He's actually from, you know, the area I'm in, in El County. And I believe my mother-in-law, my, my mom may have had these books, but when we cleaned out her house, dude, I'm telling you that she had over a million books. We, we had a book sale, we donated some, and then the rest made it to our dump, uh, because it was just way too many. Um, but yeah, I, I've seen these books it either my stepmom or my my mother my mother in law's house that that's something that you may be very interested in you know that is really local for me type of murders and mysteries up here yeah for sure so uh, yeah yeah I'll read anything but uh, especially if it gives us content for the podcast but uh, right but th- that's that was my local plug for for here so we will get back to your local plug. So, yes, so so this is, um, according to legend, Charles Wright Conglagier, I don't know how the fuck to pronounce his last name, Charles was a carpetbagger who moved to Texas post-Civil War. No, we're not talking about Charles Wright, the the godfather, Kama Mustafa, or Papa Shango, right? Or, yeah, the, the pimp. I know, I know you listed off Godfather, but let's not forget he was a pimp. Well, the Godfather is the pimp aspect of Charles Wright. I know. I just wanted to say he's a pimp. Wow. So, okay. So Charles was a carpetbagger who moved to Texas post-Civil War. Then he moved back east to Pittsburgh with his wife, Lydia, of Hispanic descent and her maid, Essie. And the address provided in the book is 1129 Ridge Avenue in Pittsburgh. 
So Charles was supposedly caught sleeping with Essie in 1871. And allegedly, Lydia chopped off Essie's head with an axe and stabbed Charles to death. And when a business associate came looking for him, there was no answer. The co-worker broke in to find Lydia holding Essie's head like a baby by the fireplace. And Lydia was taken to a mental institution. Do we know where 1129 Ridge Avenue is? In We are going gonna to look it up right now. In, in, in Pittsburgh area? Because, I, again, this may have made it up around to this neck of the woods is is the story because I've heard that address before, you know, and it, it's, it, I don't know. It, it just something that's relative that I've heard of this now, not just so, because it's Charles, right? But yeah. So it looks like it is right off of what the, I'm still learning how to use this mouse for my iMac, but uh, it's, this, this it's like first world struggles. Yeah, it's right near Asecure Stadium or Heinz Field. Yeah, like please right call it Heinz Field. Like right near Rivers Casino. Uh, okay. Like not, you know, where the like where the uh, the bypasses, like the main highways are. Yeah. Like uh, it's and then the Rivers Casino is on one side. Then there's those bypasses, and then on the other side, there's like uh, like a livable area. Like yep. That's where it looks like if you look it up online, it's there's uh, it's right on the other side of the bypass. It's not under. I don't know if there's a house there or if they tore it down, but that's just the address that popped up for me. I I believe you. I'm not I'm not at this time. I don't want to have the misfortune of looking it up and then the recording stops. So, yeah. So, We've been there before. That's the address that uh, was given. So there's a lot to dissect there. So Charles uh, and his wife and his maid, he got caught with his hand in the cookie jar and then got killed. Uh, and poor Lydia had her head chopped off. Yeah, uh, that's the effed up part of, you know, the wife just sitting there holding uh Essie's head. Yes. So now that is the, the ghost stories PA book. So then the second source I had was the occult museum website. According to the website, Charles greatly benefited financially from the war and moved his wife and Essie Bast East to Pittsburgh. So they're right in there. The story is coinciding with each other. The article has no mention of an ax, but knives were involved. And according to the website, a neighbor found Lydia hold holding Essie's head uh, calmly in a chair. So the axe part doesn't match, but like I said, with lore and miss, it's passed out. It's like the telephone game. It's the, by the time you reach the end of it, it's not the same thing. So it's like the... But the holding... main points are, like I don't care if you're telling me it was a machete or a butter knife. To yeah. me, it was a knife. Or an axe or a knife. It, essentially the same thing to me. Something is cutting his head off. But how the fuck did she get Essie's head off with a knife and not an axe? Well, that's that's the thing. Like she had a lot of time to cut through that shit. Depends on how all the knife was. But uh Well, it could be a crocodile dundee knife. Like that's a machete. It could be. 
But Tell me you then, haven't seen that movie either. No, I haven't. So uh, the next part of the story is the house sat empty for 20 years till the railroad purchased it to house the railmen. The men didn't want to live there because of the reported disembodied screams and cries. Uh, and then according to the cult museum, the railroad company bought it in 1892 and the railroad abandoned it till it was bought in 1900 by Dr. Adolf C. Brunricher, Brunricher, whatever. Brunbreaker. By, by Dr. Adolf. Right. So, so in 19, and then this is back to the big book of PA, in 1900, Dr. B. bought the house and was rarely seen by neighbors till one night a red flash appeared and the windows blew out the house. The doctor was never found, but the headless corpse tied to a bed and five more headless corpses were found buried in the basement under the dirt floor. So this is all at the same house that Essie got her head chopped off and all this stuff. And then this doctor comes in because these row men didn't want to live there because of uh, all the paranormal activity. And then he has a headless, a headless corpse tied to a bed and five more just chilling. So are they say are they are you read that are they saying Doctor B is the one that killed these people or are we reverting all the way back to, um, Essie and Charles be? No, being... I would I would say it was the doctor because okay. uh, that's just what I take from it. Uh, and and then according to the occult museum website, the incident took place on August twelfth, nineteen oh one, and it's reported the neighbors heard a scream and the cops were called. Supposedly, the doctor came out of hiding in New York and drunkenly held experiments in Pittsburgh. The police released him, deeming him harmless. So, good job, police. You literally have that one tied up in a bow for you. You're just like, fuck him. He's good. He's harmless. Five headless corpses. I don't yeah. think he can do anything else with those. He's good to no, go. It's like, it's like Dorothea from last week. Oh, she's just a harmless old lady. What can she do? Right. But now we're back to the big book of PA ghost stories. Uh, the house sat empty again till a gas company bought it for its immigrant workers. There was a report of a lady in white as well as disembodied voices. And according to legend, a worker went to clean his plate after dinner and never came back. His brother supposedly found him in the basement impaled. After he found his brother, he hung himself on the stairs. And the gas company abandoned the house, and Thomas Edison supposedly spent the night, and that's when he came up for the idea to create a device to talk to the dead. What? And according to the website, Julia Murray accompanied Edison to the house where they encountered a malevolent spirit who had the power to hurt people and move beyond the walls of the house. That is according to the Occult Museum website, that last part about Julia Murray accompanying Edison. So they're now, you got two sources saying that Edison went to the house. So where he would try to come up with a device to talk to the dead. So now you got a big name going to the house. So this house, the reason why I picked this house, it's not going to be a long episode, but there was, there was, it's, it packs a punch for a little episode because there's a lot to talk about. It, it really does. And you're, you're running through it fast because it's crazy that, listen, you know, you had the railway workers and now you have like gas company workers and like these were back then and even now or whatever. These are like men, men, you know, like they, they take no shit. They they'll they'll fight a, a rhino running towards them or they'll try to stop a train or whatever with their bare hands. 
they were like gritty. You know what yeah. I mean? You know, it, it, the guys that sit on iron beams a mile above the fucking land. These are the guys that were there. You know, that their their balls are bigger than, you know, the United States. They're yeah, not they fucking got- scared staying there because of what they're hearing. Yeah. This that speaks massive, you know, amounts of like craziness to me. Yeah. Uh Yeah, just between the workers cuz there's if if you take everything the heart that this that I've covered so far, you know, the headless corpses, the one tied to the bed, Essie dying there, Charles dying there, uh, two of the immigrant workers dying there. There's a lot of death associated with this house, like a lot of death associated with this house. And uh, that uh, maybe this house is cursed. We're going to get into a curse later on. But uh, there's a lot that happens in this between 1871 when Charles was caught sleeping and now we're in 19... It's 1900. 20, yeah, 1901. 1901, we're about to hit 1927. So within the 30-odd years, there's a lot to pack. There's a lot to unpack. Um, so on November 5th, 1927, a massive gas explosion leveled the house. And a lady named Marie uh, Congliere, uh, the the same name as the guy before. Uh, Do- yeah, doctor. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. oh, Charles. Not yeah. Doctor Charles, the carpetbagger. So uh, the lady died from an explosion. And then I have in the notes: note all these stories are legends passed down. There is not a lot of concrete proof on it. So then the occult museum posted the gas explosion that supposedly killed Marie uh, killed 27 people and injured over 500 people. There were reports of strange things happening around the area where the house was. Some report it's the devil's work. And then uh, they make sure to note in the occult museum that there is no record of Dr. Uh, B. There's, that there's... So Dr. B was never... And Dr. B came into this about where? Uh, as I'm scrolling back through the notes, he got back into it about 1900 when he bought the house. Exactly 1900. Yeah. yeah. So, and again, this, this is what I mean by stuff getting passed down from generation to generation. Sometimes it gets mixed up. Sometimes people get confused and don't get the, the facts right, which is why I made sure to, I wanted to do something different than covering the ghost adventures episode. But this gives you a lot of time to think and people who are good at research and like looking for deeds of land or like houses and stuff like that, they can go back and try to like, we know the address. Yeah. The address is 1129 Ridge Avenue, Pittsburgh, PA. So if you're good at that shit, uh, and you can go back and like try to track the history of the house and who owned it, then you can po- possibly help uh, figure out what bullshit and what's not bullshit. Yeah, and if you if you get a hold of this and you're you're one of those people that actually want to do this, and you can kind of prove it to us that you've done some of the work by sending us an email with a picture or something that states it, we'll have you on. We'd like to know some more about this and, you know, to hear what you have to say and what you uh, uncovered, because that would be pretty cool. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to be an asshole and say, yeah, I'm going to dive into this. No, I don't have the time. Yeah. 
So that is all I have for the Congregare Hall uh, house notes. That, and then, that is a lot to unpack. Like, I know you want to go into this curse. I understand. I, but that's a lot to unpack in essentially 27, 30 years of shit just going awry. And then there's yeah. no record of the doctor. That's there's gas, Yeah, there's gas explosions. There's people getting their heads cut off. There's people hanging themselves, getting impelled. And then there's like, well, there's no doctor that lived here. So, like, was there ever really five headless corpses? Um this is like this is why I'm a real stickler for facts because right. I don't like leaving things open ended. But uh, like the yeah. only thing, maybe we can wrap back around. The only thing that we can actually say that happened then at this house was a massive gas explosion because like yeah. that that has to be on record, right? Uh, yeah, for sure. All this other stuff is. You know, hey, there's a pirate that lives three houses down the street, Mark. Don't go down there. Yeah. Or the the witch lady, Jason, don't go down there because she, she'll turn you into stew. Oh, well, fuck that. I'm not going down that side of the house. So we don't know about anything from 1871 of SE besides the address until the, until the explosion. Damn, this yeah. episode's just got my mind boggled now. Yeah. See, I mind fucked you. You. You fucked me, but you mind fucked me is right. Let's let's not go that far. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, so that is what I have on that house. This next the next part is, is interesting too. So go ahead. So Chess Flexer mess. So Chess Flexer uh, sent me a photo of an old newspaper article because he grew up in Portview, and supposedly there is a curse on Portview. So. All the victims were once residents of Portsmouth Drive. And uh, according to one of the victims' families, there was a lot of poltergeist activity that was reported uh, around the area. Now, it doesn't say what the poltergeist activity was or if she really even knew the definition of poltergeist. It could have just been like a flashy word they threw out. But uh, but in on July 15, 1977, an 18-year-old Raymond Urich was killed in a motorcycle accident. And then 22-year-old Marilyn Pecora died of leukemia. So, every like I said, uh, before I just go rattle this off real quick, all these people were once lived on the same street. Uh, in July, on July 12, 1980, uh, Urich's sister, the guy who died in the motorcycle accident, was a victim of a hit and run. And on August 23rd, 1980, Paul Dean uh, drowns in North Carolina. On March 11th, 1982, Chris Lumpkin was killed on his honeymoon in Florida after people uh, intruded into the house. I think what I read was he was at his cousin's house for his honeymoon, and a couple people broke in and killed him. Oh, and then what a happy fucking marriage that was, I'm sure. On on March 25th, Ed Kraft, who was 22, was killed in a traffic accident. And on November 30th, June Yarborough was killed at work. So all these people that I just listed off lived on the same street. So all this happened between 1977 and 1982. That's so that's five years. Five years. And they all lived on the same street. So the thing that they believe happened was uh, there was a Pontiac warrior. There was a warrior chief named Pontiac. 
And uh, in 19, in, fuck, in 1755, Pontiac's people destroyed the British army in battle. And the remainder of the British army came to the village and killed mostly all the men or all the women and children. And at that point, Pontiac declared vengeance on all white people. And then, you know, all these years later, these all the, all the people who died were white, uh, young, and uh, all lived on the same street. So that was just one of the myths from Portview. Okay. That chest. 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 Oh, my God. You're killing me. Um, why, why did this poltergeist or spirit or, you know, this demon warrior chief essentially wait so long? Like 1755 to 1977 to start your your melee of murder, essentially. That's a long time. What would you would you do? 222 years. Right. Does that but of uh, does that number mean something then? That's what I was trying to figure out. You know, you you can type up angel number, but clearly it's not an angel number. An angel number for two 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 means something else completely. What you know, demon warrior chief did. Yeah, well, he wasn't a demon warrior. He was. Uh, I, I know. I, I I don't know what the political correct way to say that was because I know the Washington <laughs> because we're politically correct half the time on this show. Yeah. So it's I'm just trying not to get canceled because you know I have a wrestling career to worry about. But uh, all of a sudden I'm the bad guy. <laughs> you're not a bad guy, perhaps, but you know I just got to worry about you know hopefully getting signed one day and then not going back and being like, yeah, he said some bad shit on his podcast. Well, the day that you get signed, I will destroy every evidence of you looking for women and being on tinder on this podcast so we'll be good there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing nothing wrong with it at all but anyways uh that's all i got uh april 8th painter town fire hall 1010 trey road urban pa 15642 10 a.m to 5 p.m westmoreland paranormal expo we will be there uh make sure you come out and visit us yeah, uh, super excited for that. Super excited to see all you guys that do support us and, uh, yeah, chit-chat. And just learn more about the paranormal activity. And like I said weeks before, um, I'm going to be snooping around. Uh, that I, I want to talk to people. I really do. I like talking to people. I like learning more about this each and every week that we do the podcast. Hey, by the way, you didn't announce what we're talking about next week. Next week we are talking about. Drum roll, please. The Villisca Axe Murder House. So, one of the most notorious uh, things to happen. Uh, we'll get into it next week. Uh, Ooh, when you okay. yeah. talk, when you talk about this kind of stuff, it's Villisca. So, Villisca is one of the big ones. So, I always get Lizzie Borden and Villisca confused. Uh, just I don't know why I just mix the words up, but Veliska ass, Velik, not Veliska ass, Veliska ass murder house next week. Yeah, you brought some good ones this whole session, and uh, to top it off with this one, um, again I'm super excited. So, all right, uh, we did it together last week. How about you do it by yourself this week as we end the show? Thank you for th- now you got me under the the fucking pressure. I got. I was just sure. hoping you'd say pardon the paranormal, and I would hit stop. 
Okay. Three, two, one. Part of the paranormal.